Rex. Oh, great. Another clone. Just what I needed. Well, don't get comfy. I'm done taking in strays. This ain't a clone clubhouse, you know. Unbelievable. I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. This is Waiting for Obi, a Star Wars podcast. Well, I hope it doesn't take too long. I have work to do. Join us as we explore the stories told in a galaxy far, far away, providing narrative context and reactions to Star Wars on Disney Plus and beyond. Hello there. And now, Waiting for Obi, with your hosts, Jason and Kim. We are back for another episode of Waiting for Obi, and we are still waiting. We're still waiting. (laughs) <laughs> but we have more. We have we can talk about Obi for a little bit today. I know for a brief moment. Yeah. For a brief moment. Uh, but today we are going to be looking at Bad Batch episode number seven, Battle Scars, which is kind of an episode, kind of a while in the making. It seems from mm-hmm. a narrative standpoint. So we're looking forward to diving deep into that. But before we do all that, we've got some random stuff. I know we don't always have random stuff, but we excitingly we did miss Dave Filoni's birthday last week, and I felt a little bad about that. Because I didn't catch it until after we'd recorded. But happy birthday, Dave. Thanks for all you do. I'm sure you're listening to this podcast with anticipation of next week's episode. Yes, I'm sure he's one of the seven downloads. For sure. But we did get a little news on Obi, like the whole premise for this whole show. Uh, Some stuff starting to leak from set. So there's some photos leaking from set. He did a really cool, he being Ewan McGregor, did a pretty cool interview uh, for I think it was Variety magazine, I think that's who it was, with our with our pal Pedro, uh, and they were interviewing each other. And so, <laughs> I feel like somebody. I'm sure these get heavily edited because it sounds like you could trip you uh, and McGregor up pretty easily and get him to spill some stuff because he mentioned how he forgets what he can talk about and what he can't. <laughs> so I keep watching all of his interviews to see, um, but. I've seen a few photos shared online of what he looks like. I feel like that was kind of like what I anticipated that he was going to look like. But he but mentioned... No purple mohawk. No purple mohawk. Oh, oh wait, spoiler. Um, maybe it's in there. I don't know. But he mentioned that he filmed with Stormtroopers recently, which at first didn't seem like anything to me. Like, it did, I was okay, cool. Like, and then, but when you think about it, there were not stormtroopers around when he filmed the movies. They were all clones. And on his side. And on his side. Um, so he was memor- mesmerized like any of us are, uh, if you encounter a stormtrooper. But that at least gives us some sort of idea that he's clearly, you know, bebopping around somewhere, getting into some kind of something, and encountering stormtroopers in the process. I like. I'm really excited to see where the series is going to go because you know we saw a little bit of Obi Wan uh, in Rebels, like towards the end of Rebels, mm-hmm. um, when Obi and Darth Maul had their final confrontation. But uh, I mean, this idea that for the longest time we just assumed he was like just chilling on Tatooine for 20 years, like just watching Luke from a distance, and now there's this sense that maybe there was something more exciting he's been in. And of course, they've announced that Hayden Christensen is playing Darth Vader. 
Um, yeah. We don't know if it's going to be interacting in the timeline of the show or if it's, a, you know, part of a flashback series or who knows? It'll be interesting. I'm excited. And it sounds that. like they're, it sounds like they're, the interviews have sound, made it sound like they're acting together or at least in the show together. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not totally, uh, you know, isolated from each other. So that'll be kind of cool. I think that'll be really neat. And I hope Hayden has a better experience with it this time. Cause I know before. Um, there's a reason that you didn't see him pop up in anything because he kind of had a ne- negative experience. The fandom was not. I mean, be kind, guys. He was working with George Lucas's <laughs> dialogue. Not exactly George's strong suit, but so I hope that he gets to, gets has a better experience this go round. Is what I'm is really what I'm hoping for. We could do a whole we could do a whole show on how the the the, the cycle of the fandom. <laughs> Nothing's changed. No, People still really. go after the actors in the film that they feel like are, I don't know. And that's, Anyways, no point, no. That's, that's, that's not that's not what we're here. here that to is do. not what we're here about today. We're today we're here to give you a spoiler warning because we are going to spoil the spoilers, heck, spoilers, spoilers. heck out of Battle Scars, uh, the Bad Batch episode number seven. So please, uh, if you have not watched the episode and intend to do so and do not want to know anything about it, you should probably pause this now and then come back after you've watched the episode. Um, it is not our intention to drop these review shows so late. It is just happens to be that our lives are crazy and this is, uh, <laughs> we get to recording when we get to recording. Um, yeah. so, but we still need to give you a spoiler warning in case the last three days has not been enough time for you to watch the episode. For sure. Completely unrelated. Uh, and I will not spoil it, but I will say that Loki, uh, it also released last week. It was really good. That's all I'm going to say about it, but it was really good. I'm sure. Although I'm sure we'll accidentally spoil it later. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me, but it was. <laughs> it's only six episodes, so maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. All right. So Battle Scars, this is uh, the seventh episode of the Bad Batch series. And, and as I said earlier, this is definitely an episode that's that's been built up. For um, sure. And I, I'm not, it's a little too early to give my opinion on, on the way it was being built up. But uh, this <laughs> is actually. About that. We, we do have and feelings I text- about that. And I text Jason throughout, so I think he could probably gauge where I was in the episode once he watched it whenever I text him. Yep. <laughs> totally did. Um, this is actually the first time, maybe not the first time, but at least first time in recent episodes uh, for the series that we start in, in the middle. And this is a very common Star Wars trope to start in the middle of the action. It's just not something we've seen from the Bad Batch, which... yeah. I took a minute to get acclimated to what was happening. I'm like, wait, did I walk out of the room and it started five minutes ago? Like, what did Disney Plus do? But yeah, you're right. It was just, bam, there we were. Uh, we missed, really, the heist itself. We were coming in at the tail end of it, where they're kind of running away from, you know, they're being chased by some gunships, and that's where we find them. It's actually an interesting idea when you think about um, the passage of time between narratives in Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, there is an element of getting used to a certain amount of time passing um, in terms of like this series, it almost seems like each episode, at least when it comes down to the bad batch storyline that each episode kind of picks up where the last one left off. There's not been a whole lot of time that's passed. Yeah. It didn't feel like it, like maybe a week, maybe a day. It's sometimes hard to gauge, but it's never, it doesn't feel like it's extended time period. It doesn't feel like it's exciting. Like we haven't missed, we don't feel like we've missed anything. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we feel like we've missed something. And it's kind of like, you know, there was, there was a lot of, uh, Interesting feelings about episode eight, uh, the last Jedi, because it is the first Star Wars film that picked up right where the previous Star Wars film left off. 
So we right. don't have that period of time of narrative development for the characters. In a way, I mean, it's kind of a miniature here. Um, obviously, the the group has gone on a heist for Sid that involves rescuing a, a lizard. Yep. Apparently, it's a lizard that Omega has named Ruby. Because, of course, she would. Why not? I probably would have, too. Who am I kidding? Um, but, yeah, they're being chased by three... <laughs> She's being chased by three gunships away uh, and back to deliver this lizard to Sid. And the lizard has absolutely no implication on the story as far as we're aware. No, like, and so, and I guess it's probably who they stole it from is why they're getting chased. But we don't really have, I don't have a lot of background knowledge of who that was. So I, I, I did kind of pose the question of who cares as much about a lizard? Right. Um, And we never really find out, like, it's just, and so I just wonder if it's the fact that they were able to take something from, I think it's the Rokai, Rokai, I'm not sure. I'm going to get hate mail because I say it wrong, but I'm not familiar with them at all. Them, he, her, it. I, I'm i not either. I, I was I even did some my research. research this week, but maybe. <laughs> I even did research oh, and it just it. told me that it was a group that was chasing the bad batch i'm like you just sent me in a circle wikipedia and that's exactly what it did like it didn't give me anything else other than their name and what they did and then it just kept that just went in a circle that was it so i didn't get anything else out of them but maybe tuck that away for future knowledge i don't know i mean it feels like the whole purpose of this opening was to be like they're still going on gigs for sid they're still working for and that's you know and to the point where maybe this isn't maybe this isn't their second or third thing right maybe this isn't mm-hmm. um you know maybe there's this multiple heist they have had they've gone through and you know they're finally getting to oh actually when you think about it because after this heist um wrecker and omega do their tradition of going to get the popcorn so yeah. so that seems to imply this isn't just like their third it could be like their 10th or their 15th i mean yeah it seems like they've these. all been and to kind of segue in the next section it seems like these have all been small small jobs they haven't had a a big heist quote-unquote like they did for the tactical droid they've just been doing smaller things for sid since that that botched attempt Mm -hmm. and the writers for the show have been doing a very good job of um maintaining the innocence i guess of the bad batch in terms of their Mm -hmm. knowledge of the real world and their knowledge of um things cost money and you know Someone's got to pay for those things when it comes down to yeah. them getting money for the work they're doing for Sid. Yeah, and they didn't have to worry about that before. And they really didn't have to question where the work was coming from. So I feel like Sid made it obvious that Sid just takes jobs that are going to pay well for Sid. Uh, doesn't really matter who the job is for. I mean, because she even said, hey, man, maybe that lizard's a pet. Maybe somebody's going to have it for Stu. We noticed that with the tactical droid that she was just getting it for somebody we don't know who so since just out to make money since a fairly neutral character on all sides i guess uh, yeah you know she's yeah money talks uh yeah. which which leads to kind of the question as to why were the jedi like why they leverage her so much mm-hmm. if if they you know based on what echo but says it can, seems like they did it seems like she can get intel so mm-hmm. my guess would have been something to that effect and they provided some service for her Yep, I'm sure. Probably just letting her continue to do what she's doing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so then we notice this hooded figure in the bar, uh, which is really where the episode's going. I mean, which is 
going back to the money thing, Sid's like, we need this big score. And the, the boys are trying to, to figure out even. like what it is that they need to do um, to break even so they can actually start making some real money with her. And, uh, and that kind well, of one is, is stop letting Omega and Rector go out and, and charge 14 credits for their popcorn mantel mix that they're eating. <laughs> uh, right. That's expensive stuff. So too, I went, I don't even pay that much at Disney. I don't think. Uh, well, if you want your only Falcon popcorn bucket, you probably do. Yeah, I might have. <laughs> that might've been how much I paid for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So this, this idea, they need to do this big, have this yeah. big score, which is not an idea that is fleshed out in this particular episode. So I hope that it seems to be foreshadowing the next Maybe. Yeah, episode or the next sure. two episodes or you know, whatnot. Um, what is exciting, however, is that there is a hooded figure hanging out in the bar, uh, yeah. which is suspicious. I like how the guys that, you know, the regulars, I don't know what else to call them. They do have names, but I don't recall what they are. That the regulars are kind of like poking at the hooded figure, you know, because he's in his seat. Like that feels very reminiscent of uh, when Luke gets into it with the guy at the bar in the cantina mm. in the with the cantina band. Of he doesn't like you very much. You know, they're just poking at this guy in a hooded figure, which generally seems like a bad idea. Right. Because uh, if you're cloaked in a hooded figure and not saying anything, you clearly have uh, no concerns for right your own safety. Yeah, so all of a sudden there's this blaster fire and whatnot, because, of course, Sid's pulled him off to the other room, leave the regulars out there, and they hear, you know, the wonderful pew-pew of blaster fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come to find out this hooded figure is actually Rex. Now, this is where uh, some narrative context may be in order for those who are, uh, or if the Bad Batch is your first run through Star Wars mm-hmm. animation, uh, Rex is actually uh, probably the second most important character to come out in, in the animated works outside of Ahsoka. Um, and Rex is a clone trooper that has had many. Many, many adventures. Uh, too many to count. You have to watch oh, for sure. at least in over half the episodes of the Clone Wars animated series um, and, a, and a small portion of Rebels as well. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, uh, in, in many circles, and I believe it is still true that Rex went on the mission uh, in, on Endor. They have, they, have, they have retconned one yeah, of those like guys um, in, in the Endor mission as Rex. Uh, so... It's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting nod to this character. But Rex is a clone trooper um, who is Commander. What Commander? Commander Rex. Captain. Captain, captain Rex. Commander Cody. Yes. He's the captain. Yes. Yeah. Rex and Cody. Now Cody is a clone trooper that we actually saw in Episode Three, um, but was often paired up with Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Rex was often paired with uh, Anakin. Yeah. In their adventures, and and ultimately. Um, Rex and Ahsoka had a lot of engagement together. Um, Ahsoka is the main reason why Rex uh, does not have his inhibitor chip. Uh, so you have right. to kind of catch up with the final season, season seven of the Clone Wars, which is on Disney Plus. And check that out. Um, what do you need to know about Rex for this show? I think it's important to know that Rex uh, has this um, knowledge of what the inhibitor chips can do, has this experience of going through Order 66 and actually being controlled by the chip and then surviving it. Yeah. Um, Rex is also dead to the galaxy. Uh, it is, it, they've sort pretty. of mentioned it, um, but. Yeah, he, just in one like line. It's mentioned in like one line mm-hmm. that they they were looking in records too and confirmed that Rex had been killed in action. So he's 
he's doing a much better job of keeping a low profile than the bad batches. That is very true. <laughs> um, so that actually allows Rex kind of this freedom, especially mm-hmm. from a narrative standpoint, they can kind of use him however they want because Rex is, uh, we know where Rex ends up in about 15 to 20 years, but we don't know what happens to him in between. It seems like he is uh, working with um, this kind of, budding rebellion i mean he does mention that the reason he knows about the bad batch is from the two characters we saw in the last episode trace and trace and ravi yeah so we were wrong oh that they were they're actually good people well no we were wrong because we thought like who we had speculated who they were talking to rex never crossed my mind oh oh so we think rex is actually oh you're right so rex is probably the project i didn't even think about that rex is probably the projection at the end of that episode yep that's actually brilliant good job kim yep i'm I'm here for you buddy yeah <laughs> so it's pretty much like he he basically says that they had he had heard that there was they didn't say exactly who they were but they basically said hey there's a group of clone troopers you might want you know so it's it's basically that uh we had we had thought uh higher up folks maybe i don't know i honestly rex never crossed my mind yeah um and that's a nice surprise and which is really kind of funny because in this yeah. show they can hide those surprises because the same voice actors doing rex is the well yeah everything. like they don't have to get anybody else in it's the same <laughs> yep i hope he's gonna pay yep, more to same do it. people are same people voice acting cool nothing new oops wait <laughs> i love that well and so and i guess to give some context to this season of the bad batch uh, we've talked about Rex before because he is who visited Cat, uh, right? Cut. And his family. Cut. Sorry. Cut and his family. Same concept, uh, different we- vowel. Fine. Yeah. So that is the Rex that I think we talked about before then mm-hmm. that he had been to visit the family the day before the Bad Batch had gotten there. This is the same Rex that we're talking about. Interesting. That, that seed that he could. I, I never even thought when they mentioned him before that he would show up in the show. No, well, because in the honestly, like when we were looking at that image of whoever the Martell sisters were talking to, it looked like it was fancier clothing mm-hmm. that he was wearing, uh, and it was probably just this hooded cloak or something. So yeah. nothing in that image, even if I go back and watch it again, to me says, "Oh yeah, that's totally who that." Is. Yeah, I never in a million years would have guessed. Like he would have been way further down on my list. I don't know why. I just didn't think about it. But so a we pleasant surprise, nonetheless. Um, and he seems really interested in Omega, like who she is, mm-hmm. what her deal is. And I think that just adds adds to the confusion that we all have as to what the heck is what, – what, who, who is she? When you, There's so many questions about her. Um, and the fact that she's able to look at Rex and say, hey, you're a Gen 1 clone. Like, that's yeah, like kind of a weird bit of knowledge. From the wrinkles on his face. <laughs> I'm sure he loved hearing that weird bit of knowledge um but this is when the uh the, the kind of the focus of this episode comes into forefront because wrecker's headaches are really getting bad uh and rex is very concerned that they did not have their inhibitor chips removed and that it's likely uh that wrecker's chip could be act could be ready to activate yeah yeah wreck i mean rex has his hand on a blaster i mean it got real tense i got real nervous that's when I started sitting on the edge of the couch. Uh, because at that point, it was apparent to me, oh, something's going to go down this episode with Wrecker and his headaches. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to come. It, the fact that they, the Bad Batch noticed that he was having them more frequently. They're out of med patches because of it. 
uh, I was starting to get real nervous. And Rex, admittedly so, he watched so many of his fellow clone troopers turn on the Jedi, get killed. So, yeah, he's a little sensitive to the concept of somebody's inhibitor chip flipping. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, so this is this now becomes the focus of this story is Rex is going to do everything he can to help the Bad Batch remove their inhibitor chips because now they're starting to realize, well, hey, this could really be a problem. Uh, yeah. So, so Rex leads them to uh, to Bracca, which happens to be a uh, salvage yard for a bunch of old Imperial Republic, New Republic separatist ships. Mm-hmm. Mostly New Republic, Mo- New Republic, New Republic. That's like thirty years from now. Where am I talking about? Old Republic, the Republic. I'll stop saying Republic. They head to Bracco. It's not a planet that I'm aware of. We've heard before. I was going to ask that question. I I wasn't familiar with it, but that's not uh, your wealth of Star Wars knowledge is much deeper than mine. And so I was like, well, it could be some obscure planet that we've heard of before, but I had never heard of it. It it very well could be, as I pull out my uh, Star Wars Galactic Maps book um, <laughs> that I will look that I'll thumb through while we are talking. Um, well, and and Wrecker, of course, is starting to get a little uncomfortable with this plan. He's for a big brute of a guy, uh, admittedly so, he's got some some fears. Uh, and I guess we've seen that in other big characters like that, too. But he, we know he's afraid of heights, and he is really not cool with this idea of somebody cutting him open. I can't say that I necessarily blame him. Um, and then we find out that Rex was the missing piece that Tech needed to complete his scanner. Now, I do mm. pose the question, why the heck could they not just use Omega if they knew she didn't have a chip? Because potentially it was he needed that control piece of what a clone head looked like without an inhibitor chip, I guess. Or unless he was able to use something from Rex's surgery. I didn't fully understand that. I mean, it could be one of two things. It could be uh, they needed a clone, like an actual clone. Like an identical one? Like how maybe Omega... You know what hasn't been really confirmed? And I don't know. It is Omega source material, Jango Fett. I don't... I don't think so. I don't think it is either. Um, I mean, I'm not against them, like, some idea of genetic manipulation that turns Jango Fett into a female, but it I doesn't feel I like that's totally the direction different. they're going, right? Especially mm-hmm. if they have different voice actors, all that stuff. Um, or, and it could be <laughs> just... Could you imagine a, if he did Omega's voice, too? Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, One guy does the whole show. This show is sponsored in part by the Chance Cube Trading Card Services, providing appraisal, grading, and consignment services for your non-sports trading card collections at little to no upfront cost to you. Visit facebook.com slash thechancecube to find out more. And Tabletop Rebellion, creating fun reviews and playthroughs of new and favorite board games as they strive to bring people together one game at a time. Be sure to check them out on YouTube at youtube.com slash tabletoprebellion. It could be that uh, they didn't know, because I don't think it came out that she didn't have an inhibitor chip until this episode. Maybe. Maybe we just speculated that she did not. Maybe we did. Because I felt like I've known that information, but that doesn't mean the Bad Batch does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're not exactly the most... I don't pay the closest attention. It was interesting, though. They, like, they felt the need for her to say that she has no inhibitor chip. Mm-hmm. As if... She doesn't think she does, or maybe she does. Wouldn't it be interesting if she actually did? I know. She turned on them. There's still a big question mark there. Yeah. Like, just, there's still a big, I mean, we're just, we're taking it at its word. 
And that could either be, it could either never come up again, which is not uncommon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, We fixate on a point in star in a star Wars storytelling that then nothing else ever comes of again, like the headpiece that she used to wear or, you know, or it is a little, it is a little crumb of something. So that, Mm -hmm. that we have yet to see. Um, At this point, I'm starting to get more and more nervous because I feel like I could start to see the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did go. So Rex is apparently familiar with this. It makes me wonder. I mean, he seemed to have so much knowledge of where to go to find equipment needed to remove the chip. That has he done this for other clones? Because it didn't sound like like he didn't say that he had. unless maybe he already had this as a plan that if he came across some that needed it removed i don't know it just seemed like he knew where to go to take care of this yeah that that is interesting and you do know i mean when we saw rex and rebels there were two other clone troopers with him wolf and Mm -hmm. gregor uh so it is possible i mean as far as i know we haven't seen their chips removed so it's possible that that is part of how he knows about this i don't i don't know yeah um but anyway, so they do. They find themselves in the scrapyard. They find the Venter class star destroyer they're looking for, which has the appropriate medical equipment, um, reminiscent of the same equipment that was used on Rex, uh, and even mm-hmm. the same equipment that was used on, um, uh, not Rex, someone else. Um, oh, fives, nines, sevens. <laughs> there was another. There was another trooper. There was like another. The, yeah, because yeah, like for season sure. six. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so, I mean, of course it's like, you know, (laughs) um, tech says exactly what I was thinking. Boy, this is a really sterile environment. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because let's be honest, that ship looked a little rough. I mean, it had these nasty rat things crawling around in it. Uh, I liked his, but I did like, this one didn't have near as like sharp snippy writing in it this time. Mm -hmm. It was a little more serious, but I, I liked that. Like, I mean, it gave him the alternative, like, well, you know, you could back, could go back to um, Camino and have it done there. Oh, it's right here. Fives tried to warn her about the chips. Fives is the one who had his chip removed in so maybe season it was six. Fives. I'm pretty sure of the Clone Wars. I'm sorry. This is like now I'm having a conversation. And I do not feel like I'm including the audience. Uh, I apologize for all you listening. I just, I will now include. He's having a conversation in his head. It's fine. <laughs> he does it to me all the time. I'm just a mess. Um. Yeah, apparently, I don't remember this, but Fives apparently did try to warn Rex, but he didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't understand what the concern was about the chip. Um, And so by the time he realizes the seriousness of it, it was too late. I mean, and even Rex says that he couldn't fight it off uh, whenever, if if it weren't for Ahsoka, Rex would not be Rex. Yeah. That we're seeing today, for sure. For sure. Um, So, yeah, so... You know, they're on this cruiser. Um, we we still see Wrecker's fear of heights as they're trying to navigate towards the... Poor you know, guy. I would have been scared of that, too, if I'm being perfectly honest. They make him climb over this high, you know, just across a cable that he's just got... I don't know. He's a big guy. I'd be nervous <laughs> being up there, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so kind of a kind of a tense moment i think this is all just building up to the fact that at some point in this episode wrecker's most likely going to turn um and you know something this scary and serious of course bops his head yet again uh of really course. really starts to make things pretty 
pretty nervous that, you know, they're going to get really exciting here. Well, then he gets grabbed by this. Like, I'm assuming that whatever this creature was seems reminiscent of what Luke and Han and Leia encountered in the trash compactor, well, mm-hmm. Chewbacca too, uh, in A New Hope. Uh, that's that's the only, uh, I'm assuming that that's because it's, it's, you know, kind of gross water that it's living in, is living in similar conditions. So it seems like that was a similar creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't see much of the Dinoga uh, in A New Hope, so it could be. I'm sure someone's like officially identified it, but um, I like the, I the analogy is there. Like, hands on side of face, like covering eyes, because I thought, like, there for a minute, I wasn't so sure Wrecker was going to get out of that. Mm. Like, he was under there for, it, it catches him, it pulls him under, he can't fight to get three free, although I did see a vibro knife, which made, which made me giggle and laugh of reminiscent things that Jason and I used to cover mm. uh, <laughs> from a different world. A vibro knife was a very important uh, thing. Uh, but that's when I first text you. I think my first text was, ah, or something like that. Uh, that's where that text came from. Yeah. Oh, I, I figured. <laughs> I figured as much. I was like, um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you finally get to the med bay, uh, which is, you know, the lack of a sterile environment to perform the procedures. Um, Omega's really concerned that this particular procedure is going to leave her orphaned. Uh, that's that was actually- really sad. It was it was sad. I mean, it's a legitimate concern, but uh, yeah. Hunt, um, Hunter didn't th- seem to think there was too much to worry about. It's actually probably more dangerous to to run the risk that the chips would be activated. Well, that's what Rex kind of pushed. Like you're at way more risk if you leave them in and just wait to see if they're a ticking time bomb um, than if you try to remove them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when Hunter shares with Rex that they did experience some some of Order sixty six. Um, and that they weren't able to save what was the Jedi again that they were with? It was Caleb Doom. Well, no, I know that's who they let go, but there was they couldn't save Caleb's master. Oh, Depa Balaba. Yeah, that I that name I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's fine. But Wrecker's definitely freaking at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to calm him down, and even Omega saying like something isn't right, and it, yeah. it was very apparent in the storytelling that like, yep. Here we go. This is about what's going to go down. And I'm I'm almost off the couch at this point, flipping out that my favorite guy, Hunter, or my favorite guy, Wrecker, something bad's about to happen to him. And it does. It built up to that really well. I do what I can. <laughs> um, yeah, Wrecker flipped. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was so stressed out about this. I knew it was coming, and I was so stressed out while this was happening because he goes after everybody. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like they are able to do much to control him at all. Yeah. Uh, and the good soldiers follow orders is definitely a, kind mm-hmm. of a mantra for this. Uh, it's almost like a mantra for these clones who are trying to fight against what the chip is telling them to do. Yeah. It's like something in their head's trying to fight against it. And then it's that chip saying, well, good soldiers follow orders. Because yeah. Because we never heard any of the other clones who you know fought sixty six to uh, to have to deal with this, but both you know Crosshair and now Wrecker uh, mm-hmm. had to deal with you know this good soldiers follow orders uh, mantra that's playing in their head. Yeah, I mean, and Wrecker's choking guys, and he, I did hear him say that he was repeating that they were in violation of Order sixty six and should be terminated. Because mm. probably because so, they mean, helped the Padawan. Yeah, and he's aware of it, but he even goes after. I mean, Omega technically wasn't. 
I mean, she wasn't involved in Order 66, wasn't there, wouldn't have been commanded to do Order 66, and yet he still goes after her, too. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Because the other guys, I get it. They absolutely violated Order 66, but but Omega didn't. Dun, dun, dun. He didn't care. He was going like... She was real close to toast. Yeah, she was. Um, fortunately, uh, Rex did manage to get a good stun in him. Um, which and this is and this is where, well, I'll say that for the end. Um, so they actually <laughs> they managed to get Wrecker on the surgical table. Uh, you know, they try to make it suspenseful like your your average uh, Sunday night medical show. Uh, right? Are they going to make it? <laughs> I, I don't too. know. I don't. I did like that though. I mean, it was a point. Like, how long is this going to take? And Rex is like, I don't know. I was on the other side of it before, yeah. so he wouldn't know how long he was out for. Um, but I mean, ultimately, everything's fine. Wrecker <laughs> woke but up. I was still. I was just as nervous when Wrecker wouldn't wake up. Mm. Like, because they're saying his things hadn't stabilized, and I thought it was very sweet that even after all that, Omega was refusing to leave his side. Right. It's very cute. And everybody stayed there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, to me, that speaks to this family that they've created yep. within the Bad Batch for sure. Um, but you know, upon the successful removal of Wrecker's chip, everyone also gets their chip removed and they have a nice little bandage to prove it. <laughs> like, that was so neat and tidy. I know you have feelings about that, and I, I and I agree with them. Uh, but there was much jubilation at the Breeze House once Wrecker woke up. And yes, it was okay. Uh, so, so speaking of my feelings on this, I, I. <laughs> I am so this idea that this chip was going to activate in Wrecker really started an episode. I would say episode two, yeah, um, when the headaches first started coming. We're like, okay, this is clearly building up to this inhibitor chip is going to activate at some point in time. Um, I'm a bit remiss that after five episodes of build up, that it was uh, wham bam, thank you, ma'am, wherever and Neatly. done with. Neatly tied up in a nice little package of resolution, I mean, which is which is often a complaint of mine about Disney about some of these Star Wars shows is that instead of expanding in it over multiple episodes and heck, you even get cliffhangers in sitcoms, they tend to tie things up in a neat little package with a bow on top at the end of every episode. Yeah, I, I almost I would like I almost would have preferred as much as you probably would not have i would have almost preferred for wrecker to have escaped and joined up with yep. crosshair i think it would have made more sense had this episode ended with either wrecker escaping or like like they've lost him or even if they stunned him and he hadn't woken up yeah uh, he's in a coma for two days or something two episodes or something there was yeah i mean i guess we anticipated to be put on the hook longer mm-hmm. they had every and so, yeah, it, it does seem weird to have this drag on for some drag on. I guess that's not fair. That's build up. They, they build up. It built it up. They to built build up. up for this long. When thematically, now granted, I, not because I wanted to be right, but thematically it would have made more sense to me that he, that he flew when they're facing off with crosshair. Yeah. So. But, you know, whatever. They didn't, they, apparently our email got lost in the universe when they email Jason and I and ask for our feedback on the scripts. <laughs> well, so. I, I should, I should probably check the email for the, for the show. You know, someone may have actually emailed us, <sighs> you know, I'm then so sometimes that happens, but, um, but I agree with you that this was, it, it ended up being very stressful. And I expected this, I expected at any moment, the episode to end 
mm-hmm. all that was happening. And then it didn't. And then they were all fine. And everybody was, th- that was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. yeah. I agree. So we'll see. And maybe there is more to it. And maybe we won't feel this way after the next couple of episodes. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of narrative arcs we're playing with. And this one felt like it had a long trajectory upwards. And it's like, and now we're done. Yeah. So the only we'll thing I could see is, is maybe now Wrecker could give them some insight as to what, um, crosshair is experiencing that would give them a better opportunity to be able to either reason with him hmm. or you know that's the only thing there's insight that now wrecker has but of all the characters uh i don't know that wrecker could necessarily explain it or articulate it well enough but i guess we'll see that's the only reason i could see maybe why I have him do it early uh so Rex to save the day. Everybody's happy. Everybody's good. And Rex actually tries to make a play to get the uh, Bad Batch to help him in their kind of mission to start fighting. Well, he's saying fighting for the Galactic Republic, uh, which is you know really this this early idea of the rebellion right. to fight against the Empire. Um, and he does say, of course, if you know. Uh, he he leaves the door open that that could happen in the future in like kind of a mercenary uh, sense, you know, call us if you need us kind of thing. But that they really need to pursue this whole Omega situation, which is definitely um, a story point they are building up mm-hmm. as well. This is you know someone's after Omega, we need to find out, and this is definitely a time for I think for them to start exploring that a little bit more. I feel like that's the first time Hunter really did recognize that he can't just be a soldier anymore mm-hmm. because episode two Hunter probably would have just gone with Rex. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but at least here well, we've got this this idea, and this is something we've seen play out in all kind of all the Disney Plus series for Star Wars yeah. in a way. Um, you know, Dave's gonna Dave and team are gonna drop these characters throughout various episodes and at some point we're gonna have a probably an adventures level moment of everybody shows up. Yeah, Rex and the true. Martell sisters and heck, bring Ahsoka in here, although Ahsoka would be a little weird at this time. Um They'd really have to retcon her backstory, but uh, it's not against them to do it at this point. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I hope they don't. Well, it depends on. So we've got these. We didn't mention them earlier, but on this planet, there are these scrappers that mm-hmm. hang around. So they did pretty good job evading them when they went into uh, the ship. Really, not paying a whole lot of attention when they're saying goodbye. I probably yeah, just forgot. I guess maybe. But that did that does open up for the next conflict, which is um, now the Scrappers have told the Empire uh, that they have found these guys, and it seems like the Empire is probably after them. We don't know if that's who's after Omega or not. We we believe that mm-hmm. they are not the ones after Omega. They are actually after the Bad Badge themselves, because um, they if they fight for the wrong side, they could be pretty pretty formidable. Yeah. So we will see. I'm really curious to see how this uh, transpires. I mean, as we always are, when these episodes end, it was a nice, tidy package, but it does leave the door open for the next narrative to walk through. Yeah. And maybe further on, we'll understand why they wrapped this one up so quickly, because that's when we when we segue to the questions, that was probably the biggest question of the episode is like, well, why did we build up this whole thing just to resolve itself in one episode? And I have yeah. a feeling we won't have an answer to that until sure. later on. We also have the questions why Omega doesn't have a chip, or does she? So yeah. Is there an interplay with this idea of the inhibitor chip? I I would feel, I feel better like about doesn't. this. I would feel better about this inhibitor chip storyline if it's continued in a different way. Okay. Like, okay, so we're done, the bad badge don't have inhibitor chips anymore, but there is still an inhibitor chip 
narrative thread that they are pulling through the rest of the season. I gotcha. Yeah. Then I would feel okay with this particular moment wrapping up quickly. Now, we are episode seven. I believe we're close to the halfway point. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's 14 or 16 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. So we're real close. So, I mean, this is a good point for them to have that kind of climactic middle section. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But, but, but we'll yeah, see. you're right. I mean, Omega definitely has a lot of knowledge on how the droids were built. Why, like, for her to be able to identify Rex the way that she was, to her to know about the inhibitor chips. So I could see why if she was just built from a medical almost standpoint, I mean, why would they need to put one in her? Because she's not a soldier, so she wouldn't be getting orders. But is there something else? Kind of like what you're leading to, I yeah. think. Maybe. I don't know. Um, of course, well, the another question is: Will we see Rex again? I thoroughly believe we will. Uh, I think his. I think he'll show up in episode the next to the last one. <laughs> I can see that in some yeah. way, form, or fashion. Whether whether the Bad Batch like say, okay, it's time to now help the rest of the galaxy and go towards Rex. You know, it would really be kind of cool to see for the series to end with them figuring out this Omega situation. Then, then the next phase of the Bad Batch, if they go for another season, for them mm-hmm. to um, go with Rex and have like a year of exploits and adventure before. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, some as a storyline that we haven't seen a lot of. They've they've kind of hinted at it. We saw a lot of it around the uh, Rebels era, but we haven't seen it around like the creation of the Empire era, is how these early seeds of the Rebellion form. We know Saw yeah. has got kind of this movement going on. Uh, we know that at some point, Bail Organa is going to start coordinating with different factions. Ahsoka mm-hmm. gets involved at some point. Um, but it'd be kind of cool to see the Bad Batch and Rex find their way into one of these for a little bit. And I'm trying to remember Rebels and how kind of where Rex... And them just kind of went away and right. didn't, and stopped helping people. So I don't. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because they sort of just retired, and there they were, and catching giant worms in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, our last question of this episode is: Will they manage to leave this planet before the Empire shows up? You know, or or has yeah, that ship sailed? So. I mean, they can move pretty quick. So then, is that gonna is that gonna lead up to what you've been kind of asking for? Is uh, where's Crosshair? Where's our update on what's going on with him? Yeah. So I feel like they're setting it up to have another one of those episodes where they uh, move Crosshair's story along. I feel like the Bad Batch, and, and I have to look to see if there've been different directors throughout each episode because I'm sure Filoni's just a creative, mm-hmm. like a you know big picture creative, and they probably got different directors. It. This is the first time I've. I've watched an anime series and felt like there's potential for different directors. Yeah. Like they're, they're each given their own kind of flow because each episode does have a different feel to it. It's kind of edited differently too, in a way. So I don't know. So the questions are, what is next? Uh, It looks like, are we going to go back to SIDS or are we back on the run from the empire? Or are we going to face the empire head on? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. And are we done with the chips? I don't know. Wild. That is... uh, It was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was tense. It was a lot. to your point, like, I mean, I was... I've stated before that how much I adore Wrecker, and so I was pretty nervous. But to your point, I, I, in a way, like, 
all that anticipation did feel feel it was a good episode but i'm a little disappointed that that didn't carry over at all Mm -hmm. as silly as that sounds it seems silly to want misfortune to continue but i don't know i guess i just i think it seems weird we would have been more satisfied with the solution had the had this I mean, you, there's every, one more episode in between it or something. As people, we like things to be organized and symmetrical, I think. And that's true of our stories, too. If there's a big buildup and, and then it's over, it doesn't feel very satisfying. So you really want that uh, yeah, that release. Uh, and I don't know. It felt, like, it felt like the release was very small compared to the, the anticipation, which is something we've said multiple times now. So clearly, mm-hmm. everybody should understand them. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is how, is we, how feel. we feel. Uh, episode six, I think, is still my favorite so far from because of the writing. Mm. I think that's where I sit right now. Very good. I am not keeping a list of my favorite episodes, so I need to maybe get on that. I don't know if I need to or not. It's just that's I just I went and that's how I feel like that was the moment that just hit me right now. I was like, nope, I'm still pretty sure I liked the last episode the best because the writing was so funny. Yeah. Well, we are looking forward to next week's episode. And of course, yep, sure. you can find us right here. Sometime next week, after the episode drops, <laughs> for our opinions on episode eight of The Bad Batch. Thank you all Let for listening. And we hope to hear from you again soon. Yeah. Or hope you hear from us soon. Either way. Do we hear from them? Drop us a we line. Don't, it's we don't cool. hear from Let them. us know what you think about it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Are we totally off base? Do you have a completely different theory? Like, let us know. And that's if you would like to write us an sure. email that says you guys need to figure out how to wrap up your show better, we'll listen to it. But give us, attach yeah, a script, write too. Write us a script. It's cool. Because... We're struggling. (laughs) Till next time, guys. See you next time. You have been listening to Waiting for Obi, presented by The Chance Cube. Thank you for spending time with us today. We hope you join us again. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash waitingforobi. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This program is a Rogue One, not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company.